Hey everyone, it is the 21 Minutes or Less podcast and I am Nakia Smith. I'm Keisha Milana. And today we are interviewing the lovely Keisha Milana. All right, so tell us a little about yourself. So I am a 25-year-old woman. I'm black, okay? Um, a lot of pe- I said that because a lot of people be asking me am I mixed, but I don't know what I would be mixed with, but I'm black 100%. Um, I'm also, I just finished grad school at Clayton State. That's where we met. And um, yeah, I just got my degree in clinical and counseling psychology. So I'm going to be a therapist one day. But until then, I'm um, really just building my life coaching practice. And I also tutor uh, the youth for a living. And I'm a coach. So I'm an academic coach. It's like my real job. And I help people with like time management, study skills, test taking strategies, stuff like that. Yes. So as she said, we did meet at Clay State University and we both worked in the same department with the student support. And yeah, she was actually giving me my um, <laughs> job interview when I first got there. That is, yes, that is so funny that yes. you said that because now I remember. I'm like, dang, I did interview you. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, she liked me. I got the job. Yes. So, academic coaching was our thing that we did for the students on campus. And to speak about that, how do you think your degree helped you with that job or it currently helping you with that job? Um, so I feel like my degree, first of all, it helped me get the job because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. We, I had to do a lot to get that job. I had to do a whole presentation in like a day to actually even do the interview. So I feel like just even getting the job, it helped because she asked me to put together a presentation on helping students with study skills. So I talked about like goal setting, which is really big in therapy. I talked about um, checking in on your progress to see what's actually helping, what's not. So I think just being able to use how the setup of therapy is Mm -hmm. with goal setting, um, having action steps, breaking down big goals into small things, that was really useful for um, my mm-hmm. students as well as getting a job. And then even now that I'm coaching students and seeing them, it's really important to also consider that people are people. So even though they're students, they're people first. So a lot of times I end up talking to students about stress, anxiety, test anxiety, depression, um, social support things that I also would talk to my clients about in therapy. Yes. I was just about to ask you that because I know you do life coaching as well. And I wanted to ask, like, what's the biggest difference between academic coaching and life coaching and do they overlap? So, of course, a lot of times when I'm doing life coaching with people that are still in school, um, we talk about academics. So I feel like academic coaching pretty much is life coaching, but just Mm -hmm. focused on how to help you do better with school. So life coaching is like, I want to do better in school. I want to do better in my career. I want to do better in my physical goals. Mm -hmm. And then academic coaching is, I want to do better in school, but how can I get there? And that might have some things that don't require school. So it might have some things that maybe you're not eating right and you don't have no energy to do your work. So we talk about things that have to do with life, but it's mainly to figure out how can we help you do better in school. And then with life coaching, it's about mainly how do I help you have a better life? And sometimes we might talk about school if you're in school. Okay. Yes. So 
from speaking from experience, mm-hmm. what were some of the, I guess, excuses students would give as to why they weren't doing well? <laughs> Girl, excuses <laughs> they would give, they still giving them. First of all, the pandemic hit. So yeah. that was the biggest excuse. Not saying it's the bad one, but we all going through it. So at what point do you overcome the pandemic and figure out how can mm-hmm. I make this work for me? So that was a big one. Another one is time management. And that's why that's something that I really focus on with students, because that's something just being real, we probably all could do a little better in. Mm-hmm. So when you're new and trying to start managing your own time, it's really important that you get that help you need, because that's something they don't teach in school. Um, what other excuses do they give? Not ha- Oh, having to work. That's another one. I tell them all the time, like, you want to not focus on school to work this job. But you're in school to get a better job. So if you don't continue to focus on school, you're going to be working this job forever. So I try to get them to understand things like that. But I say those are the biggest one, not having um, support, school, time management, and the pandemic. Yeah, sound about right. (laughs) Pretty much. When I was coaching, I had the athletes. So their biggest excuse was time management, not having enough time to dedicate to their sport and then not have enough time to dedicate to their academics and then some of them did unfortunately have to work as well and I was like I don't know how you're doing that but okay (laughs) yeah the athletes I work with some of them right now and I had a heart-to-heart with one recently and just tell him like you're doing all of this to try to make sure you cannot let your team down and mm-hmm. help your team. And I just told him straight up, I said, if you don't get the grades you need, you're going to be off the team. Yes. And what help is that to your team? So a lot of times they're so focused on the now, they're not thinking about the bigger picture. Because if you're mm-hmm. too focused on practicing to help yourself do well in school, then how can you expect to continue to get the grades you need to be on the team? So a lot of times they just have backwards thinking and we have to address that. And then they start to have those aha moments. And then it makes a little bit more sense. And I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of tough love with the athletes, but I think they appreciate it. And they like that. I'm not sugarcoating anything with them. And I'm being real. Yes. So this podcast is about self-care and Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. So how would you give some of the advice you give to your athletes or students and how would you transfer that over to an entrepreneur so that's a great question um well with students they're of course needing help with time management that's something people need help with in their business as well because sometimes they're so focused on them or their personal life that their business can fall to the side so I always tell them like Remember why you started this business. And I tell my students, remember why you applied here. Mm -hmm. Remember why you got in this school. It's to get a degree. And ultimately, you got to focus on your entrepreneurial goals, just like you have to focus on school goals. So that would be the next thing I would tell them, like, what are your goals? Because that's going to dictate how you should be spending your time. Um, And the last thing I would say is personal self-care and wellness, because a lot of times entrepreneurs that are so involved in their business start to neglect that personal self-care. They start to have, um, you know, eating out more, not cooking as much. They start to um, maybe spend money all on their business and don't spend anything for themselves. Um, And then they can also get burnt out a lot easier. So I would just tell them to relax, 
do some deep breathing, try to get that stress relief going because the more you stress yourself out, the more you're going to be burnt out in your business and isn't going to grow. Yes, this one great advice. Okay, so let's get into some fun stuff. Let's do it, girl. <laughs> fun time. Yes. So are you dating, single, in a relationship? What's the status? Um, I'm single. I'm single as hell. Uh, <laughs> I'm open to dating, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to use the pandemic as an excuse, but it's like I'm not really going anywhere right now. So I don't know where I would meet someone besides the internet. Mm-hmm. And you know, people DM and shoot they shot or whatever. But it's like if you're not coming right, especially through the internet, it's a little bit more difficult for me to stay interested. So. Yeah, no, I'm open. My DM's open, but nobody has mm-hmm. sparked my interest as of lately. Yes. Um, I wanted to also ask you, with you being a serial entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, having your own business, doing this podcast, yes, and just finishing school and all of the, those things, how do you even incorporate dating into your life? Um, I'm not going to lie. I like being in a relationship. So. Okay. Dating, I'm not sure. I don't, I've never been really good at dating. That's something I need to get better at because I feel like I'm such a catch. Like, and the people that I choose, they're really good people too. So I feel like I can get so caught up in just one person sometimes after we vibe and kick it off mm-hmm. that I don't really give myself a chance to date. And then the next thing you know, I'm in a relationship. So that's one thing I want to do better at is actually dating multiple people and actually, you know, not just putting all my eggs in one basket once mm-hmm. somebody does approach me or, you know, ask me out or whatever. But as far as just like being uh busy and then versus having time for my partner when I get into the relationship, I love being in a relationship. I feel like it keeps me a little bit more grounded because a lot of the stuff that I suffer from, like mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever, is because I'm alone or mm-hmm. like being alone exacerbates it. Mm-hmm. For instance, depression, like I, I suffer from depression. So a lot of times if I be alone and I don't have anyone I'm talking to for a while, then I, you know, I can fall back into that cycle of depression. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like in a relationship, nine times out of 10, we're going to see each other almost every day, if not every day. So I feel like it kind of just helps me to stay away from that depression cycle. I'm also a binge eater. So like I'll literally not eat all day and eat like at 10 o'clock and be eating way too much uh, than I should at night. So when I have a partner, they like look out for that for me, you know, Mm -hmm. and they like, oh no, you haven't ate nothing all day. Like go eat something. But it's like when you're by yourself, you're not thinking about it or you're so busy, then it can be a lot more to just focus on. So, yeah, I mean, I always make time for my partners. I feel like even though I have a business, a couple of businesses, my partners understand that. So I date people that also are entrepreneurs. I want to be entrepreneurs that are much more understanding. And, yeah, like I try to date people that's supportive so they understand, like, balance and me being busy. Yeah, that's very important with being an entrepreneur. You have to have somebody that's going to help you. Stay accountable, motivated, and supportive all at the same time. But, like, I also travel a lot for work, too, or I try to travel a lot. So, mm-hmm. that's something that um I would say it kind of gave me something to look forward to. Because I am so used to being alone just because I haven't had a real serious relationship in a couple of years. That is, like, when I do get into relationships, sometimes I can be very 
I don't want to say selfish, but mm-hmm. I can be very self-centered. So I have to like make notes like, okay, text this person back, call this person back. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and especially with traveling, it's like, I like it because it's like when I'm in a relationship, I start to be around this person all the time that I look forward to having some alone time. So, yes. so I wanted to ask you because you did bring up some you know, depression, binge eating, things like that. Yeah, girl. And when you're in a relationship, it's easy to, to bec- I can't talk. So it's easy to become dependent on someone. So how do you put those boundaries to make sure you're not becoming, you know, dependent on that person and then you're still able to, you know, handle those issues on your own? Um, That's a great question. So, I mean, I do it on my own now. Mm-hmm. It's just, I feel like it's better when you have that support and accountability partner. But I always do stuff on my own. Like I deal with my depression on my own right now. Um, I haven't been in a relationship in almost a year. So it's like I've been doing it. I feel like I learn how to do things on my own when I'm alone so that I can get and understand what types of support I need when mm-hmm. I get into a relationship. Um, but I'm... As far as dealing with it alone, I'm big on writing stuff down or putting it in my electronic calendar. Um, I try to incorporate, you know, mental and physical and emotional and all different types of self-care activities so that I can deal with things um, in a, a bunch of different ways. And then, you know, when I get a partner, I tell them like, hey, I like to... I don't know. It might be, oh, I like to go to the stretch session and it helps me mentally. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they understand that. They probably cash out me some money to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So as we all know, relationships don't always have to be romantic. They can be platonic. So tell us about your friendships that are platonic. So um, I'm not going to lie. I don't have a lot of friends. Uh, I have two best friends like best 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 mm-hmm. friends one is a boy one is a girl their names are china and ryan um and so i've been cool with them since high school mm-hmm. and that's one thing about me i'm really big on like loyalty and you know long-term friendships so i feel like that's why i don't have a bunch of friends because my friends that i have are so supportive and so amazing that i don't need a bunch of them but um, I have a bunch of associates, though, as far as, like, people that I see on Facebook, I keep mm-hmm. up with. Um, I'm not going to lie. I can do better with family. I don't talk to my family like that. Anybody except for, like, my stepmom. Um, I see them on Facebook, though. So, like, I just pretty much keep up with people the easiest way. And let's be real, that's social media nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, I got, like, maybe a select handful of maybe 10 to 15 people that all rotate checking on actually on the phone but other than that everybody is getting checked on through social media for the most part um and then my platonic friends i was telling y'all about ryan and china one of them just moved to new york to go to school so i'm super proud of him and then the other one she actually just got like this super cool promotion where she's like a whole director of a tutoring center and she lives in in chicago so, yeah, I mean, we see each other, I say, like, twice a year. Like, that's pretty good for us because we will go a while without seeing each other after college. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing her in April, so we went to Cali. Um, yeah, trying to do better, keeping up with each yes. other. Okay, <laughs> tell us, like, a best memory or a fun moment that you had with your friends. 
the whole college, bruh. Like, <laughs> it was really crazy because, like, damn near everybody from my high school went to college with somebody mm -hmm. else from my high school. So it was really close-knit at my school because I graduated with, like, 197 people in high school. And six of us, six out of 197 is a lot when you think about it. Six of us went to the same college. So I say college because most people had that awkward getting to know people phase in college. Mm -hmm. We came in day one deep. Like, <laughs> y'all, what we finna do? We finna go explore. But I will say like one memory that really, really, really stick out we threw this party, y'all. We threw this Project X type of party. <laughs> it was wild. People was coming from all over Alabama. I went to Alabama State, by the way. They was coming from all over Alabama for that party. It was people um, with fire extinguishers, like, playing around, mm -hmm. just doing crazy stuff. But, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> Girl, yeah, Project X. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Let's get into your traveling. You say you love to travel. Where, where are some places you've been and where are some places you want to go? So as far as where I've been, I've been to Europe, uh, like France. I've been to Norway, England. Um, where else? Brussels, um, Ireland, places like that. Mm -hmm. So I also went to Alaska before. That's like the, I guess, the farthest uh, state in America and then I also went to like the Caribbean so like mm -hmm. Haiti and Dominican Republic stuff like that but where I want to go I really want to go back to Europe and I really want to go to Rome Italy I really want to go to the um the Asia also mm -hmm. so I really want to go to Japan I really want to go to China I really want to go to India I really want to like immerse myself in their culture not too long y'all because I'm not going to lie, I get a little antsy when I'm gone too long. But I'll say, like, maybe three or four days in each one of those places would be, like, amazing. Like, a mm -hmm. maybe two-week trip or something to Asia, just exploring different places. The, the Asian culture, eating some good rice, some good noodles, eating some <laughs> authentic food. Like, I would love that. So, do you travel alone or do you travel with people? Um, I travel alone, mm -hmm. but like I said, I'm going to Cali next month with my best friend. So, like, I'll invite people, but I'm not the person that's going to try to wait and make right. sure everybody <laughs> got money and make sure whatever. Like, no, I'm going to still go travel and just be chilling because I do that at home by myself. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, out of all the places that you named, like, what was your favorite place that you've been so far? favorite um i'm not gonna lie i ain't been out the country in a minute y'all all this traveling i was doing was probably up until i was a good 10 mm -hmm. um but i guess i'll say the alaska trip because that was like a family trip so literally like everybody in my family went um i don't remember too much i was about six but i do remember it was like at least 30 of us on a cruise ship it was good food every day um Alaska, it, it helped some preconceived notions I had. Of course, I was young, but mm -hmm. I thought Alaska was freezing. You needed a jacket. It was very, very nice when we went there. Um, I don't remember too many more details, but I do just like that. I went with my whole family, so that was cool. Okay. 
And I know you said you don't want to stay anywhere too long, so you might not want to travel during this pandemic because they might try to close the border on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I'm being cautious. I'm in the process of getting me a new passport yes. now because when I went to these places, I was young. So that passport expired. I don't know where it's at. But for now, I'm just pretty much traveling America because mm -hmm. there's so many places that I want to go within the country that I haven't been like for instance I keep saying Cali but I'm super excited to go to Cali I'm going there for like six days um and then I also want to go to some of these wellness resorts that they have like they have some in the mountains mm -hmm. um so maybe like Kentucky or I don't know Utah wherever the mountains is but I want to go to like some of these wellness resort spas or whatever they just be expensive y'all but I'm still going to um, put that on my bucket list because there are some really nice ones where you can kind of really go just for the purposes of kind of deconnecting and de-stressing and getting away from your phone and getting into nature and, mm -hmm. you know, relaxing. So I want to do that. Okay. So we about to wrap up your interview. Is there anything else that you would like to share with your audience? Um, just that I love y'all. Um, <laughs> I know sometimes y'all probably like, what? You know, we see you personally and Nakia personally, but we really do want y'all to just know like more about us personally as a unit as the 21 Minutes podcast. So I'm super excited that we got to sit down and do this. Yes. All right. How can they reach you? So you can go follow me on everything, literally everything at Keisha Milana, K-E-Y-S-H-A-M-I-L-A-N-A. -A. You can literally just Google me and everything come up. But no, that's Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, everything. And you already know where to follow us at. And that is 21 Men's or Less Podcast. Yes, so go follow us on everything at 21 Minutes or Less, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And we're going to see y'all in the next episode. All right.